Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is our 2019 season primer for the Frio Dockers. So strap yourselves in and big things are coming or whatever else, you know, Ross Lyons says in these two tweets. Um, so we start off, we have a look at uh, what happened to them uh, in 2018 and then we'll get on to the 2019. But 2018, finished 14th and eight wins, which is the same ladder position as the year before. But is that a pass or a fail for Frio? Uh, would their list fail? With their injury list, that's uh, about what you expect. Yeah, they were a bit unlucky in that sense on the year. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was about what I expected. To be honest, I think there was really a pass or a fail. There were players that didn't step up that I expected to, but there were players that I weren't really aware of that did step up. So I feel like there were some positives out of the season that didn't go as they would have planned, but they still had a few things that they can look as a positive way to go into the off season. Well, we'll start there then. What do you what do you see as the positives? What were the highs for the season for Frio? Well, I thought, well, in regards to the performances, I thought one of their highs was the win against Adelaide. In, uh, at, it was at home, obviously, but they had a pretty good uh, run at home. Um, and the reason why it was a high, because they've been struggling to fill that, that four-line spot after Pav's gone. And obviously, had Cam McCarthy, who was coming across uh, from GWS and had that had a season out. And doesn't really have the impact in his season that he, he should have. But uh, young Brennan Cox stepped up and kicked, I think he kicked four. Um, yeah. And also Adam Serra, who's first-year player, I'm pretty sure. Yep. And Connor Blakely both got 30-plus possessions. So I thought that was a big step in having a look at what the future of Fremantle will actually look like without the big stars that they're used to relying on. That's what it is. It's the next 10 years for them. Uh, they're the names you want to see. Yeah. And I did leave out Lockie Neal from a lot of their, <laughs> their <laughs> positives because uh, that's not going to matter anymore. We'll get to them. Well, the, the big one was obviously Fife. Uh, up till round 11, he looked spectacular. Yeah, well, he played. I think he did play the first eleven rounds. Yeah, um, he only played fifteen games on the year because he had uh, injury, and I think he had a suspension as well, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but fifteen games, sixteen votes he got in the Brownlow, so that's not a bad effort. Um, and they were, uh, I think, he got four, three votes, and a couple of twos, mm. um, including a three votes in a game where they got done by eleven goals, which. I don't know if that's ever happened so, before. Yeah, it's definitely suspicious, but so, you know, in the umpires, sometimes just phone in when it comes to that. Well, I was at that game. It was the Richmond game, and he probably was best on ground only because Richmond just shattered around, and yeah, they, they'll play. They'll waxing. Yeah, yeah, waxing. Did, did we call I remember it? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's your turn. Your kick. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not bothered with this one. Yeah, and there was a decent performance by them against Richmond as well. So uh, he, he by was, him, it wasn't a decent him, performance yeah, by true. them. That very was shit. True. That was shit house. Well, that kind of. Uh, kind of defined Freo season a bit like they had too few people willing to do the work and uh, a lot of those too few people got injured or uh, fucked off both of those two people got injured I think. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, Lockie Neal I thought like I mentioned before was had a great season 
uh, so good he decided that uh, he could go somewhere else. Yeah, and enough. Um, the other high point for him I had was uh, they scored over 100 points four times. Yeah. Um, something that they've struggled to do um, consistently. They've always said, you know, scoring's one of their issues and, you know, it's a, it's a Ross Lyon trait that's his criticism at St Kilda was exactly the same. Yeah. Um, but they did it four times. Um, yeah. And I think they just found new avenues to goal, uh, which has been very sort of pav focused and they were looking to slot it, slot in who they could. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now they've got clear direction on how they're going to score, um, yeah, with the young players coming through. All right. Besides Lockie Neal, what are their lows for the year? Uh, the, <coughs> they were just waiting for the end of the season. Like round 22 against Geelong, they lost by 20 goals. Yeah. 21 goals in a row, I think they gave yeah. up. Was it something yep. like that? Yep, they scored three goals, two in the first quarter, and that was the last goal that they scored. Like I say, it's not often you take go into a quarter time with a lead yep. and then lose by, what they lose by, 22, 22 goals? 23 yeah, goals? Yeah. 133 points. They gave so up, they gave up 22 goals in one. the second. Yeah. So. It's, uh, it's one of those ones where, like, what, what do you do? Like, you've phoned it in. Obviously, they didn't care. Yeah. It's a bit late to be tanking. Um, <laughs> so you can only think that Geelong obviously uh, wanted to play finals and have a decent percentage to get in there. Yep. And uh, Frio decided um, we'd rather be literally anywhere else. It is funny. Like, whenever there's those massive scores, Geelong seem to absolutely love it, especially down yep. at, um, at Goomba Stadium. Um, you know, that's where they put on the 180 against uh, Melbourne that time. Yep. Um, when they get a big score, they really decide to hammer it home. They seem, in history, they seem to be the side that loves to do that. Merciless, they are. Merciless, exactly. Um, I had another low as uh, Harley Bunnell. Yeah. Um, I think he's been there. This will be his fourth season. I think he's played two games. Yep. Um, and had more trouble in the off season um, again and during the season as well. Yeah. Um, some stage, you've got to think that reporting on his off-season um, mischievous acts, maybe it's not racism. Maybe it's just because he keeps doing yeah, it. Yeah, maybe he's just a bit of a dickhead. I mean, the signs were there before they picked him up, but yeah. obviously he had talent. <laughs> so it was, it was on the front cover of the, <laughs> the yeah. fucking newspaper. Yeah, I mean, Dusty Martin said he's too loose, so <laughs> that's all the sort of reference you need to be like, maybe we'll just stick him in the waffle and see how he goes. But goddamn, they've stuck by him. Um, yeah, yeah, by, they... by all accounts, Peter Bell's now come in and he's not a fan. Yeah, but uh, he's got one more year, Harley. So I think the problem with Freer is they stuck by players that they shouldn't have. Well, I think that's the their best pickup is actually Peter Bell yeah, uh, putting him be. in that role because he's come through and obviously being uh, he, he wasn't ruthless. Well, he wasn't one of the originals, was he? I think he he played in one of the, either no. the first or second season. I'm pretty sure he's not because if he was, oh hang on, he, he might have been. He got traded before to North. he went to North. Yeah, yeah, he might have been. Um. But if he was, he only played like a game or two. Or may not even play a game. I don't think he played a game. But when no. he came back, he was a favourite son. Yeah, yeah, of course he was. Uh, and now he's uh, obviously keenly intelligent because one of the big things about when he was playing was his uh, lawyer background. So he's come in and just gone, yeah, not a fan. I'm going to fuck him up. Uh, he can fuck off. You can fuck off. You're cool. You stay. Uh, you fuck off. Um, which begs the question, Ross Lyon must be feeling pre- pretty fucking <laughs> nervous. But no, I think uh, Bell is exactly the guy they need for it. Yeah. To but- come through and just rather than kowtowed a lion like they have for so long and it hasn't really it got them it got them got to a grand final yeah so I, I see Frio in that sense they've had three generations and the first one was when they were the shockers you know because yeah. they were a bit of a joke uh, for a lot of it then the Ross Lyon era where they've become competitive and now they've fallen away again and sort of hanging on to the past and probably right hanging on to some players for too long um, so th- this is the start of the next part where they try and find success again. 
Yeah, and I think there you can see where the positive is going to be. It's one of the few seasons where you've had rookies or players new to the club actually show some promise and show yeah. some direction and you know not only leadership but um, you know, an ability to be able to play the team game that Ross wants them to play. So I think there are positives there. Obviously, you're bleeding players like Lockie Neal, but I think they've had some good pickups. Yeah, I'm going to say we'll get into their list changes right now. Actually, um, this is one of those times where you know what I think they've done really well and they're ins are actually worthwhile yeah um, as opposed to you know in the last few years it's been all right who wants to come back to wa uh you yeah you and you all right we'll have you all right but uh they're out it's lucky neil first off um so it's not good there's no way no it's massive there's no other way to place it i mean you can say oh yeah we he didn't really fit in with that structure no 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 he was your most consistent midfielder yeah, yeah. gun um and i think he'll, he'll stay a gun and yeah. I, I actually fear him more uh, where he is now at Brisbane than at Freer. He's got he's got a better midfield around him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he doesn't have a nat five, but uh, he can be nat five. Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of other Lockie Neils around yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, um, so he's he's the massive one, and uh, obviously the reports are a bit of a falling out with the coach and that kind of stuff, but um, uh, read into that what you will. Um, it doesn't matter because he's gone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. it, I mean falling out with the coach isn't a surprise. I'm amazed that anyone gets along with Ross Lyon, to be honest. So. <laughs> Well, most uh, footy coaches in general aren't known for their cuddly demeanour. No. I, mean, well, I don't know. Spud Frawley. <laughs> yeah, Post-coaching. They, they, they all pick favourites, apparently. But uh, <coughs> who would be the most likeable coach? Probably Kevin Sheedy? Oh, uh, Carlton. Bolton. Brendan oh, Bolton. Oh, yeah. If you don't like Brendan Bolton, you're just not a nice person. Yeah, that, but you're also not threatened by him. No, of course you're not. Nobody could be. He can be cuddly because that's the only way that he can get a, a, near the footy. Yeah, yeah. Even with, you know, he's a football team behind him, you're not threatened by him because that football team's Cause Carlton. Yeah, they're injured. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, even Kane Corns has nothing bad to say about Bolton. Um, the other outs, uh, Michael Johnson retired. Um, I don't think he... Did he get a retirement game? Yes, he did get a retirement game. Uh, P- Daniel Pierce didn't. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're both... Been at the club for forever. Yeah, both are serviceable, but yeah, it was just, I mean, time to move on to both. Uh, neither sides. of them were best 22 at the minute. No. You know. um, and Sutcliffe and Sheridan uh, both being moved on as well. Um, again, now they're the players that you sort of are, you know, they, they're best 22 almost by default. Yeah, you don't want to be best 22, exactly. unfortunately they are. Yeah, if yeah. they are your best 22, you need a better 22. Exactly. Yeah, and that's exactly what they were. Um, so besides Neil, that's probably fair enough outs. Yeah. Uh, and there's a bunch of others, but I don't worry about... Oh, there's chances of rookie... Yeah, and guys that have never debuted. Lots of others. Apeness, he's about the only other one that's got a few games under him. And I think he's got re-rookied. Yeah, I'm not sure. The ins, though. Hogan and Lobb are the two big ones. That goes from a non-threatening forward line to, okay, we've got to make a plan for this. Yeah, yeah. I kind of I get a bit worried about that though. Like um, trying to say that he's their solution. They had Pavlich there for how long? And I'd rather take Pavlich over Hogan. Yeah, but now they've got Lob as well, so it's they've, they've got yeah. and multiple have, options up forward. Yeah, and um, uh, old mate, uh, and other bloke McCarthy. Mark, McCarthy. Yeah. Well, now McCarthy isn't the focal point because he's not a focal point. He can't be. No. Even when he was at his best at GWS, he had Cameron and Patton. Mm. Um, which takes a lot of heat off you. You can take the third defender. Now, with Lobb and Hogan, he's not taking the number one defender anymore. Because um, no, he's not a number one forward. Yeah, no. He might not have been playing forward now. He might <laughs> have to figure out where he's going to play. It could be that too. Uh, I think you're right, though. I think that uh, definitely gives McCarthy a lot more. 
um, contribution because Hogan plays a different game to him. Yeah. And Hogan, honestly, should be playing up the ground a lot more than even what he does. Well, he, sh- he just needs to play more. I mean, that's his yeah, that's poor bastard. <laughs> he's yeah. had every injury under the sun. Um, if he can keep himself fit, he's absolutely laughing. And Rory Lobb, well, we've seen how he can mark a ball. Um, and he provides um, some ruck relief um, mm. in the middle as well. Yeah. He'll do the running when Sandy just wants to stand around and do nothing. Yeah, and he's good for a 20-meter pass. That's about <laughs> it. But, you know, he knows what he's capable of. As long as somebody tells him which way to kick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they're doing the 10-meter uh, boundary throw-in for the AFL season, are they? Or just the AFLW? AFLW, yeah. Because that would suit Sandy down to T. Yeah. No, they've changed the ruck rules, though. So Sandy's allowed to pluck it out of the air now. Yeah, which I mean, I think is fair enough. Well, it means Nat Fife's going to be taking a lot less taps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, little loser is Sean Grigg. (laughs) (laughs) That's... I think that's the first time you've ever said his name without premiership ruck in front of him. Yeah, we've moved on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They've got Collier um, from uh, Essendon. Yeah. Oh, God. I think I've said it a million times on here. If if not for his knee injury, he was absolutely tearing it up. um, He was, yeah. At Essendon. But uh, one of... Essendon wasn't too um, perturbed to lose him. No, they've got a lot of players that are sort of there and thereabouts in their lineup anyway. So, mm. so they're trying to, you know, figure out what they've got as well. He's still got a toe, and he can still kick it from 55. Um, it's just, I don't know if he can kick it from 45 or yeah. 35, <laughs> or hit a target from either of those two distances. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Conker? Because he's, he's sort of one of the players who's leading the exodus at yeah, Richmond. Um, yeah. You know, obviously their window being shut now, he <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, short and those guys leaving. Well, he's pretty cuddly too. So good right <laughs> in. He, he's a good, honest player, Conker. You, you know we're going to get out of him. Yeah, um, an ankle injury yeah. <laughs> over at Frio surfing. Yeah. Um, but you look at guys like Sheridan and Sutcliffe that they got rid of. I th- I'd say that Conker's an improvement on them. Yeah, I, th- I think yep. Conker's going to be a sort of boost to morale, uh, confidence, and culture. That's what he's in there for. I don't think they're really expecting to get too many games out of him. It's just a. Uh, uh, enforcing a cultural shift in that team, especially with young people who have shown a lot of promise. Uh, you need someone like him to be in there and show them what a, what a winning um, sort of change looks like. Yeah. And he's the Sam Mitchell sort of uh, quality. Well, let's not go too far. Uh, <laughs> he's a hard ran, worker. Ran back. I love him, but actually, no, no, he's like, fuck him, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> he's a workhorse. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I think those guys are, are hugely valuable. Yeah, you get, so. you get to look at the coaches. It's not often that the best coaches are the best players. It, it's not unheard of either I mean Lee Matthews shows that yeah. but uh, and a few others but Michael Blight wasn't bad either yeah. but, oh, he, he but can yeah. play but there's a few of them but generally you've got <laughs> yeah. your, your workhorses make better coaches because they have to be smart about their game yep. and uh, generally they have to be ornery little bastards too and they, they switch their focus to coaching a lot sooner in their career <laughs> this is true they have qualifications well. yeah. and shit so yeah I think Frio they've got uh, some ins that will be serviceable for them but I feel like there's additions to sort of uh, uh, manoeuvre their current list into a direction that's going to produce results as opposed to disappointments uh, for another year. I think all the pieces are there. Yeah. They've just got to perform and a bit of luck goes their way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right, let's have a look at uh, their draw for 2019. So, we'll just cover their double-ups. Um, yeah. They've got West Coast, of course, uh, Port Adelaide, Essendon, Bulldogs, and the Saints. So, Bulldogs and the Saints you'd be fairly confident with. Yep. Port and Essendon are good matchups for them. Yeah, and there's a good chance for them to travel, uh, get a few under the belt to, or get one under the belt to Adelaide at least, and yep. get a return leg chance. 
Um, but I th- feel like there's not ever going to be an easy double-up situation for them. So no. you want something that's going to be challenging, and even if you lose, you want to get something out of those games. So I feel like the Port one, especially in the Essen one, about playing at Etihad, which they probably don't do a whole lot of, uh, would be just good abilities so the young kids get some experience in other Marble, venues. Marble is that. Marble, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think that's about as good as they could hope for from uh, from those double-ups. Yeah, there's not. But I think they're a good uh, good bunch of double ups to show where they're at. Yep. Yeah. Because exactly. uh, the bulldogs are around the mark as well. I mean, yeah. I think they should be above. Uh, Freo should be above them. They but, should. Uh, yeah. You know, we'll get to that. Um, Port Adelaide. I mean, on, with, with the way they're going injury wise, and uh, Jack Watts doing <laughs> his thing, yeah, obviously um, it's going great for them. They should give them a fair dicking. But uh, it'd be great. When do they play Port Adelaide? Uh, when's their first? Uh... Well, they play them in round twenty three at Adelaide Oval as well. So maybe they'll just. Uh, Jack will jump on the plane and go back with them or something. Well, I'm just saying that if Harley Benell can get over there and go, Jack, mate, i got some tips for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he might write them down, too. He doesn't seem like the best decision maker in the world. Should be like Lederhosen night at Adelaide Oval. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think those are good double-ups to see where they're at. Because if they're uh, better than uh, they were last year, they should win them. If they're not, then Jesus it's going to be a long fucking season and they won't. Harley Benner will be my favourite player if he went onto the ground wearing goggles and, uh, <laughs> and floaties. <laughs> oh, mate, let's go swimming. <laughs> right. um, who, who's going to have a big year for for Frio? Who's going to be contending for All-Australian? Uh, Five's, Five's going to be five. Um, so besides Fife. One I like, it, it's one of those uh, speculative ones, uh, Young Brayshaw. Uh, there's a few of them going around and... Based on uh, how the others are doing, you hope he can be something. Once he gets his jaw put back together. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. He goes for a game of golf. Um, I feel like they had some young kids that have shown that they can stand up, especially first-year players. Uh, you've got Adam Serra, who yep. I thought had an amazing yeah. first season. Played 21 games, uh, got a rising star nod as well. Averaged just under 14 disposals. And the biggest point for me is uh, three and a half tackles per game, which I feel like the way the game's run these days, you can't just be loose pick up possessions yeah. without being accountable defensively. And with Fife there to really do the hard hard yards, he chipped in for games and proved that here's the direction that they're going to go for, for the future. And I made some big contributions in some of those games. Yeah, he did. And he just showed that um, he wasn't scared of the big bodies first year in the AFL. And he was someone who you hope wouldn't get those second season blues because he was that good in the first season and yeah. not intimidated at all. And I feel like going forward, uh, Brennan Cox was one who didn't play the whole season, uh, came out of the waffle. Um, uh, round seven was his debut and then never looked back after that. He filled in a, a hole in their forward line when uh, when obviously you couldn't get that firing with multiple people with Cam McCarthy not having a great season. Yeah. Uh, he stepped up... Um, <clears throat> He had 18 goals for the season, uh, averaged 17 disposals uh, in a loss against... Uh, no, had eight, uh, 17 disposals in a loss against Sydney, which proves that not only kicking goals, but being accountable and running and trying to do what he can on the defensive side of things. Staying busy. Yeah, and I feel like these young kids uh, paired up... And also, Brennan Cox, is I think he's actually a backman, but the only role he could find in that team was playing yeah, forward. It's where the space was. So. Yeah, so I feel like in him you've got a multiple position player and you've got Conker, who's you know been a backman for the Tigers, showing what... what what their setup's like, he can bring that experience there and really turn him into uh, almost a pinch hitter on what they need to do defensively. If they're bleeding points, you can stick him back and see how he goes, give him some experience. Yeah. Or if you're looking to get some pressure off of uh, the free or forward line, which is looking pretty formidable at the moment, yeah. then uh, he's another one who can just chuck in there. And yeah, he could be anything, I think. Do you see it as formidable, though? Well, I think it's going to take them a while to gel. 
And even then, I think their midfield delivery is very uh, one trick. Yeah, well, I feel like it's not the, uh, it's not going to be consistent from individuals. I feel like they're going to have on and off games, especially with Hogan finding his feet, Cam McCarthy coming off uh, pretty much useless three years, and uh, Brennan Cox is the one that's going with momentum. I feel like the only need is one of them to fire uh, each game, but if they all fire at the same time, then that's when it's going to be formidable. Well, I do think too that it's the pressure isn't that hard on the players because if they start losing. Uh, pressure's going upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody else gets to wear it. Um, on the big years, I also had down uh, Hill and Walters um, because now there's big targets up forward. Can you imagine Walters running underneath Hogan and Lobb? Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and, and swooping on those balls. Um, and he can take a. He's got a big leap himself. Yeah. Um, but Bradley Hill as well. He was best and fairest before he spent most of last year on uh, uh, on the injury list. But with a fully fit five. And Sanderlands tapping it down to Fife and Fife dishing it out to Hill down the wing. Yeah. Those two tall targets with Walters at their feet, that's formidable. But there's a lot of injuries in there. Especially with the new 666 format. Yeah. Because like, uh, yep. the flanks aren't going to be able to crash the pack like they used to. So you're going to have a bit more time to get quality disposal to Hill. And uh, if he has space, not many players are going to catch him. No, nobody. Um, and he's a good user of the ball. Yeah. And that's what they need. Um, Where do you see Ballantyne floating there? Because you've got, um, you got those guys running around there. Uh, Ballantyne is injury covery. He's cover for when somebody gets injured. That's, yeah, that's his I, role. I think he has to. And I kind of like the little shit in, yeah. uh, in some ways. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll get to, actually, I've got him down as one of the guys on the outer because it's probably his last year. He's on one-year contracts from here on in. Um, and he didn't play the whole season this year and, and looked like mm. it was going to be his last. But when he came in, he was hungry. He was like, no, no, I've got to prove that I belong here. And he did everything right at every turn. Um, he was desperate, um, which is, you, you've got to show if yeah. you want to, you know, you're playing, literally playing for your career. Well, he's never been short of hunger. He's always been, if anything, a little bit uh, too, uh, that's my ball kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's one of those lads that's willing to take the, the shot over the shoulder from 45 metres out, even when there's someone on their own in the goal square. I thought you were going to say he's one of the ones that's willing to take the shot in the face. <laughs> yeah, he's done that a few times. <laughs> that yeah. too, that too. Um, but there's something about the little Terrier that I like. Like He has no quit in him. He'll keep getting up and keep being a shithead yeah. all game long. Uh, and you got to admire, he's not the most talented lad, but gee, he has a crack. He's managed to live in Fremantle for like 10 years now and has not got one ounce of a tan. It's <laughs> <laughs> tough to do. He is because he's a the little, little monster kid. Yeah. Yeah. Can't go out in the sun. Um, I've also got um, Stephen Hill because he's 29 now and yeah. you're not getting the same output out of him. No. And you go. Remember when you used to be a speedster? Yep. Uh, where's that now? Yeah, I think it's yeah, in trouble. In trouble. But uh, he's the kind of player that they won't let go. No. Um, because, you know, oh, he's been around forever and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I think you got to. What's, what's your contribution now? Well, I, I think that might be the next coach's job. But, um, yeah, could be. On, uh, well, I, I think other last chances. Sandlins, how old's he now? 36, 37? Uh, I think he's uh, 54 in human years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's from the Paleolithic era, so he's he's been around a bit. Yeah, I'd love to see he's 23 and me. <laughs> see, see how Neanderthal is. I mean, he's still a massive fucking unit, and that's not going to change ever. But, you know, he's getting injured more often now. And he used to absolutely monster uh, Ruckman. I remember seeing, uh, would have been probably 2013 or whatever, he absolutely tossed Goldstein around like yeah. a, a rag doll. And he can't do that anymore. 
Uh, no, well, not he, to the same level. No, he's he's not going to play twenty two games. He, he just can't anymore. Yeah, might be um, a free specialist. But, just stay home. But when he stands in the goal square and puts his arms up, it still takes three blokes yeah. to climb on top of each other, put a trench coat over them, and pretend they're one player to spoil him. <laughs> um, he, he still can take those marks, but um, yeah, it's it's got to be if it's not his last year, you, you're holding on for you know. Can you play thirteen games this year and ten next year? Yeah, I, I think. If he's there next year, it's because they haven't recruited well. Yeah, yeah. Or, or the next generation hasn't come on. You know, yeah. the, the Apeness and the Night Nighhouse or whatever his name is. The, yeah, yeah. The bloody fridge, um, Darcy. But then you yeah. then you look at uh, teams like West Coast. They've got about five ruck options. <laughs> yeah. Geez, lads, just jump over the fence, grab someone, and bring yeah. them back. They always seem to be tall in WA, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, being seven foot two is a talent that not many people have. Yeah, yeah this is true. Yeah, you, you can't teach that. It's when they're drafting Spider Burton, I get fucking concerned. But. <laughs> all right, um, all right, uh, and the last one on the outer is Rossi Lyon, of course. Well, yeah. I, I think we've uh, not just insinuated; we've hard stated that that's the case. Yeah, I um, believe he's got two years left in his contract. So this year in twenty twenty, yeah, they signed an eight year or whatever, didn't they? Ages ago, yeah. ages ago. Um, so I'm not sure. Um, I don't buy into every rumor is true, but when they keep coming and coming and coming, that. Yeah, Peter Bell's not the biggest fan. Yeah. Um, well, the other problem is, too, that if he's got all the back office squared away, that's fine. But when a lawyer has to come in and use his law degree to stop sexual harassment lawsuits, <laughs> that's you know, too, that, that's that adds a bit to the inconvenience factor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. It gets down to, you know what? We're two and seven, two and eight. If they're in that ballpark, you go, this is just easier now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if they win games, then you can't sack him, can you? Well, you still can. I mean, it's not as though coaches no. haven't been sacked after even premierships. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't see him getting enough wins to guarantee seeing out his contract. Um, what, what does he need, you reckon, to, to guarantee? He needs finals. Another eight years on his contract, Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I think he's, he's down to two now. That's almost you know cheap enough for them to pay it out. Yeah. Be like, fuck it, cutting the losses. Well, he signed an eight-year deal, but he had... He was there for a year or two before that, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. 10 years there. And he hasn't... He's gone through a couple of semi-rebuilds and remodels uh, and remanufactures. Re- re-stumping, and, he called it. All you yeah. do was make a few tweaks and they were premiership uh, favourites. Well, to be <laughs> fair, though, they, the final. they got to the big dance. Um, but, you know, I've been to the grand final too with a ticket. Uh, yeah. We both walked away with the same amount of medals, so... Well, uh, harden they, up. They got but, to a grand final and they got a minor premiership um, two years later. So yeah, fair enough. I don't had, have one of those. I'll, I'll admit to that. They had their window, um, but they got stopped by Hawthorne both times. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's one of those ones where if you were playing um, an adventurous brand of football or a brand of football that people yeah. hadn't worked out yet, that's one thing. Or if you've got um, a bloke that's just a fucking freak, which yeah. Sandilands is, but not in the same way that. Yeah, X-Factor players. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then you'd be like, well, let's see what he can do with them. But he's had... Uh, Fife is the most talented player of... Uh, it's free man I've ever seen. Yeah, of uh, this Freo team and uh, probably of this generation if yeah. it wasn't for Gary Ablett Jr. But he hasn't really had that menace about him either. He's been a, a team that's been able to keep uh, other teams low scoring. But you always felt like you just get a three-goal run on and you got, you're back in the game. Whereas other teams that are intimidating, they get ten goals on you in a quarter and you're like, oh, we're fucked. Mm. We are fucked. At the same time, if you get five goals up against Frio, you'd be like, nah, they're not going to score Yeah, that. we yeah. got this. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to damage us quickly, yeah. which is what uh, other teams would do to demoralise them. 
I mean, that was it. Uh, Steve War sort of talked about mental disintegration. You get five goals kicked on you in a quarter, uh, or five goal um, up in a quarter. Yeah, you start thinking, "Fuck, we're in trouble here." Um, um, I, I just, I don't think Ross Lyon's the bloke for them. I don't know who would be, but uh, he's at his crack, and maybe it's, uh, maybe it's time for, uh, I don't know, Harley Bennell to jump in the coach's <laughs> box. It's probably time for three-year contracts with coaches too. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit less excitable. Maybe that's what Bell's doing, looking through loopholes well, right now. Yeah. Maybe it is the back office was the real problem, you know, and that's uh, that's been changed. So maybe that'll filter through slowly. But I mean, that I could mean, happen. That was the problem with Melbourne a while back, mm. in that it was all jobs to the boys. Yep. You know, yep. he's, he's been part of the MCC since 1937. We'll give him a gig. gig. But sometimes it is literally just the best person for the job. Yeah, as in, simple as it sounds. If they're an American CEO or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Um, but you you got to say, their outs this year are better. Uh, sorry, their ins are better than their outs. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. It's been a long time. And it's been a long time, too, since you felt like Frio went and picked who they wanted. Yeah. Instead yeah. of, right, who wants to come Who's home? Left? We'll take you, you, and you. To be fair, though, every team should have better ins than outs. Because you've got players retiring and whatnot. If your outs are worse than your ins, Jesus, well, it's, far. it's called a rebuild, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's not fun when you're at the Gold Coast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so 14... 14th place and eight wins last year. Where have you got them finishing in 2019? Got to jump up a spot into 13th. And I think it's just because other teams are going to have a bit of a drop. And I liked the youngsters who played uh, last year. And I have expectation that they will step it up uh, this year and prove that the Dockers have got a young squad that are probably six years off of being a bit of a force and pushing their way into top four. So you got them 13th? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think you're massively underselling uh, lads like Fife and um, Hogan and those guys. I, I, I think they'll be better than that. I think they'll be 12th. 12th? Yeah. Yeah, uh, massively <laughs> underselling. <laughs> what extra spot? Uh, they'll pick up the extra win. Um, but again, I, I think the first month is going to be pretty painful for them. Yeah. Uh, it's also going to be painful because when they play West Coast, uh, at least one bloke is going to lay Andrew oh. Gaff out. Um, probably several blokes. If yeah. I'm if I'm remembering correctly, Gaff's suspension ends that week or the week before. The week before, I believe. Yeah. So, so in other words, he's eligible. Yeah, uh, and there's going to be two players out after that. <laughs> One bloke for hitting Gaff, and Gaff for the injury. <laughs> um, it's there, there needs to be a player at every team that looks after the young lads. I didn't force Yeah, so I I can oh, see so Gaff running away from uh, Sandilands, <laughs> but if he gets within arm's reach, that motherfucker is getting pile driving. That's why Ballantyne got an extra year. Yeah. <laughs> He's the kamikaze. He's going to just bite him on the throat. Yeah, look, I got him finishing twelfth as well. But when you think about it, with that list, that is the minimum they should finish. They, yeah. they should yeah. not finish below that. Well, if they finish tenth or sneak into finals, I go, yeah, okay, I can see it. Things have worked out. Um, but they shouldn't finish any lower than 12. It's not It's not really that list, though. It's the other lists below them that... Are terrible. Yeah, are pretty fucking ordinary. That as well. That's why yeah. I reckon 12th the, the the basement for Yeah, them. and the other thing is, too, coming into the season, because it's uh, Feb now, we haven't heard any massive injury news from free. I don't know whether that's just because we don't hear it. Yeah. Uh, but every other team, it seems, oh, some bloke's got a broken leg, some bloke's got done, uh, done his hammy, some, some guy's gone water skiing, some guy's snorting coke off someone's tits. Or, you know, Bavarian Coke menthol shit. Um, so they seem to have gotten away fairly injury-free. Uh, I still don't see them doing a lot. But they'll do a lot better than the teams that didn't go injury-free. Uh, maybe, maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I do see um, bright things ahead for Frio, just not quite yet. 
um, they'll have to look forward to the next two or three years, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah that'll do us for the Dockers. Good luck, mm. lads. Yep. Peace.